everyone. Welcome back to the Step Outside podcast. This is your host, Christy Keel Blackman with the Department of Forestry, Wildlife and Fisheries at the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture. Today, I'm joined by Walker Fowler. He is an MS student who's studying under Dr. Sharon John-Philippe, and he is going to tell us about his urban forestry project. Welcome, Walker. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, so you've started a really exciting project. I would say that I've finished my leg of the project. Okay, so you've got a, a project started. Why don't you tell us about that project? Sure. I've been working for the past year or so on a project at Knoxville's Safety City, which is a park that Knoxville's police department operates. And uh, basically what it is, is a pedestrian safety course where Knoxville Police Department officers teach elementary school children pedestrian safety, basic traffic laws, and fire safety, stuff like that. Basically, what Dr. Jean-Philippe and I have done is planted trees out there. Last year, a couple of KPD officers approached us asking for some advice about planting trees, and that sort of became my project that kind of expanded into a whole thing. Do you know the area, the footprint of Safety City? How large is it? Right. So Safety City is about a little over two acres. So, you know, the goal for a lot of urban forestry projects is trying to have 30% canopy coverage, canopy or uh, pervious surface coverage. So we're trying to have roughly 30% of two acres canopy coverage. That's at tree maturity. Uh, so that's that's a ways down the road. But We've got about 27 trees of uh, all kinds of different species that we're hoping at maturity give us about 30% canopy coverage. Okay, great. So 30% canopy coverage over a two-acre area. And why is this important? Back when Safety City was built, which was about 20, 21 years ago now, it was uh, constructed over a capped landfill, and there were no trees planted at that time. So we've got a kind of a mock city at Safety City, you know, miniaturized buildings and lots of concrete and asphalt surfaces that reflect and uh, radiate heat during the summer. You know, most of the events that they're using Safety City for happen during the summer months when the kids are out of school. So the issue that KPD was having is just that uh, they're trying to teach these kids and it's very, very hot at Safety City. So their main concern and the reason that they approached us was they want to try and establish a functional canopy that essentially keeps Safety City a little bit cooler during the summer months while they're using it. That was the reason that they initially approached us. For our listeners who have not visited Safety City, picture sort of like a putt-putt golf course where there are literally miniature buildings and it's a, a tiny city where these kids are walking around and it's getting very hot. So Walker, with this plan that you created for Safety City, could this exact same plan be implemented in a city to provide the same benefits? That's the idea. Like you said, this is just a very, very scaled down model of a city. And and ideally, the plan and the benefits should scale up to a real city. As I said, you know, We're shooting for about 30% canopy coverage, but the benefits of just keeping things cooler, yes, it it should scale up with the city and a similar plan could be put in place elsewhere, really just, you know, scaled up. 
And other than keeping kids cooler, which makes them safer in the summer, what other benefits are there to urban forests like what you've planted? So the first leg of the project that I completed is actually just the planting of the trees. This uh, project is going to be sort of continued by other students after me, and they are going to focus on educating kids about the uh, benefits provided by trees. A couple of those that I've sort of touched on with my project is neighborhood satisfaction and neighborhood perception. Uh, one of the studies that I cited in my paper found that regardless of what land surrounding a neighborhood is used for, if it's industrial or retail or other neighborhoods, uh, neighborhood satisfaction and occupant happiness is pretty strongly positively correlated with presence of trees in a neighborhood. Also, another study that I, I cited in my project says that violent crime is pretty strongly negatively correlated with increased trees and vegetation in neighborhoods. So you're looking at, you know, pretty strong evidence for mental health benefits, as well as increased neighborhood satisfaction, which would again scale up towards the city scale. You know, the implication is if you have a more green city, occupant happiness is going to be significantly higher. That's really fascinating. So this really gets into the human dimensions side of things. It does. Yeah, it, yeah. it's very much about interactions between, you know, we're planting trees where people live and the interaction there is pretty strong. It wasn't just Dr. Jean-Philippe and I that did this project. We recruited a few landscape architecture students that helped us draft the plan. They're not graduating for a little while, so their work on this is going to be ongoing. We're planning to have a Safety City eventually certified as an arboretum, and we're actually starting to draft some educational material. The ultimate goal is that Safety City is not only used to teach pedestrian safety, but we're going to teach some basic ecological safety, uh, some green infrastructure instruction so that visitors who go to Safety City can actually read about the benefits that the trees are providing and really have an idea that it's not just for aesthetics and keeping them cool. We're going to try and educate these kids about what trees are actually doing for them. That's great. That's really fascinating. And so in addition to the cooling benefits and the psychological benefits, are there also ecological benefits to urban forests? There are ecological benefits, especially if you think of a city as sort of an ecological system. You know, we've got urban wildlife like squirrels, small mammals, migrating birds that use trees in the cityscape for their habitat and uh, food source. You know, and if you think of the city as an ecosystem as well, you know, we've got benefits pr being provided to humans in that sphere as well. Uh, trees are really important for uh, stormwater control. If you have a bunch of pervious surfaces as opposed to asphalt and concrete, you're less likely to have slash flooding situations. Increased tree canopy coverage actually also provides benefits to people decreasing energy consumption. You know, if you plant trees above these buildings, it's going to decrease power usage from electricity in the uh, summer. And if you plant them on the northeast side in the winter, those are going to act as a windbreak and actually decrease power consumption from heating. So you've got a lot of ecological services that these trees are going to be providing. The trees that you planted are young. 
How long do you think it will take for them to start providing a little bit of canopy cover, not maybe not full canopy cover? And we know that trees are investments for the future. So Right. I am hoping that within about a decade, we're going to start seeing these trees really produce the benefits. As you mentioned, these trees are pretty young. They're not tiny. These are two, two and a half inch caliper trees. So right now, most of them are between eight and 10 feet tall, eight and 12 on the outside. But yes, they're, they're pretty little at this point. Also, they're, for the next couple of years, I'd say they're going to be undergoing some uh, pretty significant transplant shock. So for the next couple of years, we're just going to be focused on trying to keep these trees alive. They're not going to start establishing and really growing for a couple of years. Sure. Yeah. An investment for the future. Right. What are some of the species that you chose? Or did you get to choose the species? We did get to choose the species mostly. We had a lot of help from a couple of local businesses in both getting our planting site ready and actually getting the plant material and getting the trees in the ground. And because this project was so reliant on donations, we sort of had to take what was available to us through the donations. Site One Landscaping provided the trees and they were very, very generous with us. We planted, I think I said earlier, 27 trees and we have 12 species, I believe. So we planted mostly native tree species tulip poplar, uh, white oak species, Kentucky coffee tree, sweet gum, uh, cultivar of American elm, sycamore, a couple other, I'm, I'm sure you know, on the spot I'm probably forgetting. For our non-native species, we have a bald cypress, which is just outside our range. And we've also planted some ginkgo trees and a weeping willow next to the water features at uh, Safety City. So we've got a, a pretty diverse set of mostly native tree species. Excellent. Well, it sounds like you and future students will really be providing a pretty significant service to Safety City and the students that visit. What parting words would you leave for our listeners or what final thoughts do you have? As you said, this project is going to be kind of ongoing with the landscape architecture students. Sharon has recruited some undergraduates. I would just tell them to really be aware that this is um, kind of an uncommon project to get to be able to help with in school. You know, this is not just like a planning or a mock thing that you get to do. This actually has some sort of real world lasting impact and just just be aware that it's kind of a neat project and hopefully they consider themselves as lucky to have worked on it as I do. Awesome. Well, we hope that all the trees do well and maybe in the future uh, I'll get to go back and see the, the full live flourishing trees. Come. I know. I'll have to go visit it sometime in the future too. Yeah. Well, Walker, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate your time and we enjoyed hearing about your urban forestry project. And thanks to our listeners for joining. Please tune in next time. We'll have another exciting project or research to tell you about. Thanks. Thanks.